this is John Dawson of Patio Daddio Barbecue in Boise, Idaho, and I've got it locked on the 50,000 gigawatt blowtorch of the internet that is Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. It is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. And we do it live here each and every week from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Widely considered to be the barbecue capital of the North Coast, depending on who you ask, of course. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here. Big show planned for you. If you want to jump in on the phone lines, a little bit different number to call this evening. You know, when you are in the process of beta testing, I don't know how many of you get out to beta test a lot, but there's this program that I have been messing around with eh, for the last seven or eight months. I don't want to tell you what the name of it is because I don't want you to go and try it. The main service seemed to serve its purpose. If you would recall, it was the same software package that I used to do all of the live shows from the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's IMBBQ 2018 out in Fort Worth, Texas in March. There was a beta test release of a call-in show, and that's what I've been using the last couple of weeks, so I've given you a different call-in number to use that 777-2120. But before each show, I do sound check, especially with that new piece of programming with phone screener John Solberg, who also happens to produce the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less each Friday. And we go through the sound check and make sure that I call in on my phone and he picks up on the screener side and says, Barbecue Central show and Trigger Girls hotline, name and where you're calling from. This week was bad because when he forwarded me into the actual studio bank, There was no audio from a caller, so I quickly had to scramble and tell my second segment guest in the first hour that I'm going to have to call you. I'm going to have to revert back to the olden days. And As you beta test this technology, you quickly realize that there's a lot of things going on in the background that you probably don't know about that the software people are doing. And while one week it seems to be working 90% right tonight, it might as well be 100% wrong because if I can't get callers up through the phone lines, not that everybody really calls, but even from a guest standpoint or scenario, it's kind of nice to have that just preloaded in. I can hit a button and they're up. It presents itself in a very polished and professional way. But when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And just like the internet, the internet's great until the internet isn't there and then it sucks. Same thing with this piece of software. So I will tell you, in a long-winded way, if you want to jump in on the phones, 216-220-1080. 
216-220-0966, the old hotline number, 216-220-0966. If you want to do the email, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. And anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Especially if you are an iTunes user currently, and I am hoping to get that whole podcast thing through iTunes straightened out tomorrow around 9 a.m. I have a teleconference with some iTunes master. So if you're subscribed to the show right now through iTunes, you're fine. It updates, no issues whatsoever. However, if you go into the podcast forum of iTunes now or into that iTunes store and search the Barbecue Central show, You might get some rando episodes, but you do not see the ability to subscribe to the Barbecue Central show on iTunes currently. So that's the item we're trying to rectify. I'm getting weird error or non-validation things through the Podcast Connect thing on iTunes, which I never used to have. And oh, by the way, all of the other podcast platforms, Google, Stitcher, iHeart, you name it, if you use it and you already subscribe to the show, you can, uh, A, go to that platform. If you're not a subscriber, find the show and subscribe, but it also updates as well. So I have no idea what's going on with iTunes. It's extremely frustrating. Obviously, it's a very big podcast platform, so I want to get that worked out. But if you are subscribed to the show, you won't miss a beat. Everything updates. It's all good. But your friends on iTunes that you're telling the show about, well, they can't go ahead and be part of that. That's troubling. So we'll try and rectify that tomorrow morning. Here's what's happening on the show. And in case you didn't get that email coming up in about nine minutes from now, it's the third Tuesday of the month. So, you know, that's going to bring a visit from the author who penned one of the most prolific live fire cookbooks out there ever. And that is the barbecue Bible. That being Stephen Reichlin. He is currently on his book tour for project fire. So we'll catch up with him, see where he's kind of at, uh, how the tour stops are going, and also what he's up to when he's traveling about this great land of ours and he's in a city that he's familiar with. Does he like to go to the old standbys or the most popular places, or does he like to find some hidden treasures that maybe you have to go on the dark web to ask people about? Or maybe it's a mix of both. Hit a standby, but also... Keep an eye out for those jewels that you can kind of write down so next time you're back in town, you hit them up. So that'll be Stephen Reichel in 914. Then we'll move at the 935, and we'll recap or, I guess, catch up with what's happening in the State Cook-Off Association with co-founder Brett Galloway. A lot of big things continuing to go on with SEA, rising in popularity each and every week, month by month. Everybody's talking about SEA. Everybody's wanting to take part in SEA. Very cost-effective. Payout is great if you win, for sure. Payout's pretty deep, for crying out loud. I think you come in fifth or sixth place, you got enough to probably cover your gas, at least, depending on how far you travel. You can't really say that about other competitions. And that's one of the reasons, one of many reasons, that the SEA continues to gain popularity. They're doing a very good job marketing. Also want to get Brett's idea on some new American Competitive Stake Cook-Off Association thing that the Texas Embedded Correspondent, Doug Scheiding, shot my way earlier in the week. So we can ask him about these other competitive stake associations. Now, I mean, what's the sincerest form of flattery? Imitation, right? Sure. A lot of people try and do 
the Barbecue Central show. Guess what? Doesn't always work out. But I'm sincerely flattered that anybody would try to imitate the big bar, the really big barbecue show. And hey, I'm flattered. Happy to have all comers talking about barbecue and grilling, as long as everybody knows that I'm the one that dominates the medium, by and large. No, I'm the one who dominates the medium, period. There you go. Then we'll move to the second hour, and I have a unique interview lined up around 1014 with a guy named Scott Rodriguez. Now, if you're not familiar with Scott, he is, by the way, a competitive barbecue cook, a pit master. The name of his team is called Toot and Stinky's Cali Q. Obviously, I'm going to have to about that name. That is a name that we will not be able to gloss over and draw our own conclusions with Toot and Stinky's Cali Q. But for the day job, Scott Rodriguez is the Senior Vice President of Culinary and Kitchen Innovation for BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. Yes, that BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, the national chain restaurant, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. And we will talk to him about a number of different things. Obviously, we'll get some background about Scott professionally and how he got into the culinary world. But where does the assimilation of barbecue, whether it be backyard at first and then into competition, or did somebody approach him about saying, hey, you do this stuff from a professional background perspective, why don't you try it here in this barbecue world and see what you think of it from a competition standpoint? And then, of course, the question that begs the question, as you get into both sides, how do those meld in both a professional sense of what are you taking over from the barbecue side of things and putting into the BJ's restaurant menu? And then what are you taking from your professional side, being a chef, a corporate chef, and working into your competitive side? So lots of different things that we can talk to Scott Rodriguez about. Very excited to talk with him. That will be into the second hour. Scott also has a $50 gift certificate to give away. We will do that in the open portion of the last segment of the evening. So get your call-in numbers ready. That would be 216-220-0966. And we will go ahead and play a game with you. Uh, Your choice, of course. We have... Porn star or athlete, winery or rehab or cheese or font. Yes, reviving the old game shows of old because they're fun and exciting. And all you have to do is get three out of five and you can win a $50 gift certificate absolutely free. I might throw in a book too. Still got a Jess uh, Jess Pryor's Hardcore Carnivore book. Also the Great Charcoal Grilling or the Secrets to Great Charcoal and Grilling on the Weber Grill by Bill Gillespie from Smoking Hogs. Lots of stuff lined up. Stick around. It will not disappoint. Hey, let me talk to you about Southside Market and Barbecue. Attention, folks, in the business of barbecue. First and foremost, a little background here. Established in 1882, Southside Market Barbecue is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas and has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood. That's Texas post oak wood, by the way. Shipping and distributing and manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed in their on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with focus on quality and authenticity. 
wholesale options available. Shipping nationwide via FedEx, food service distribution via Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods, just to name a few. Those are the big boys in the industry. So if you have some representation there, definitely look them up. Start talking about Southside Market barbecue products. Company packaging capable from R&D to package completions. They can follow your recipes or help develop recipes of your very own. Here's something very unique that you want to get involved with. If you don't want to do recipe development, if you don't want to do R&D, if you don't do any of that, if you want to use an established sausage with a great reputation, I am talking about Southside Market Barbecue. You can private label their sausages. Products all ready to go, tried and true, tested, very popular and delicious and succulent. And now you can put your own name on it. You can put Barbecue Central Show sausage, but it is instead, you know, Barbecue Central Show's beef sausage, but it's actually Southside's beef sausage. Doesn't get any easier than that. Great way to add products to your portfolio. And you don't have to do all the legwork. This is a tried and true product. Here's the best part. You can get 10% off your code, or you can get 10% off all online orders if you use code BBQ Central. One word, BBQ Central. That's 10% off all of your online orders at southsidemarket.com. That's southsidemarket.com, 10% off with code BBQCentral at southsidemarket.com. Stephen Reichlin, mobile. Coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show is brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinade, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauce, grilling oils. All our Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in the backyards worldwide. Be the pit master of your neighborhood and visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. Dave, by the way, killing it on the competition circuit as of late. We'll get into that more in the second hour. My, well, uh, hold on. Now I got to make sure I'm dialing her in. That's my first guest is seen the third Tuesday of each month right here on this show. A 2015 Barbecue Hall of Famer, TV show host, barbecue cooking class instructor, multiple time author, perhaps the most prolific live fire cookbook author ever on the face of the earth and friend of this show. So we race to the hotline and welcome back Stephen Reichland to the show. Stephen, how are you? I'm good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Stephen. Appreciate you asking. Uh, where are we finding you in your travels these days? So I just finished doing a uh, PBS fundraiser in Topeka, uh, Kansas, and I'm now headed for Kansas City, Missouri. Um, you mentioned PBS, not a place that I figured we would start, but I remember it was maybe a year, maybe it was even two years ago we were talking about at that point, the state of PBS, and there was talking about defunding, and perhaps it would uh, maybe go away at some point. 
How are you finding PBS right now strength-wise, and is it still as, as virile as ever? Oh, I think PBS is as virile as ever. Yeah, we were on the brink of the precipice, but uh, I think we are... Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's bigger than uh, bigger than ever. I've been doing a series of fun of PBS fundraisers, you know, on the Project Fire tour, and we're getting record crowds. And uh, you know, I think there's um, I think people really uh, uh, in this age, this crazy age we're living in, people appreciate the truthfulness and integrity of PBS. You know, it's also a it's also a station that you know. Nobody's getting voted off the mountain. Instead, we're trying to make your lives better. From a fundraising standpoint, Stephen, what are you doing to help keep that fundraising alive? Well, it's a you know, it's fun for me on two accounts. I mean, a I love PBS and I believe in it a lot. And second of all, it's um, you know, it's great to meet my viewers. You make television, you know, at a, a ranch in California. You know, I know my crew, but it's really nice to get out in uh, get out in America and sort of uh, visit with the people who watch me. What do you find that when people are, are able to approach you, especially in this kind of a situation, maybe it's different at the Broadmoor because there is that expectation that you're going to be leading a class and it's going to be a lot of hands-on stuff. But when uh, you see a Stephen Reichlin at a fundraising event, I mean, are you just as accessible? And then, of course, you know, what are the, like those common one or two things that people are always coming up and wanting to talk to you about? Um, I try and be accessible to everybody, whether it's in an airport or a fundraiser. Um, you know, people are people, and uh, I'm just a very lucky guy to have the job that I do, and I appreciate everybody who helps make it possible. In terms of questions, you know, it's interesting because there are kind of certain questions that come up over and over. And uh, one question is how I got into this crazy business. And people are always surprised to learn. I, I always say I got a degree in French literature and took a wrong turn. Stephen Reichlin joining me here on the show, barbecuebible.com, his website, of course. As, in terms of the current book, obviously the TV show as well that launched Memorial Day, are you getting any feedback from either um, like distribution or, or PBS itself saying the show's doing great numbers, uh, and also on the book side, uh, how are you finding that? Uh, well, the book is doing great, yep. and uh, the show's doing great. You know, the thing about PBS is it's extremely decent decentralized. So every uh, every station chooses when they want to run it. Some stations ran it, launched it over Memorial Day, like the station I was just at is going to launch it for July 4th. Hmm. So it's, it's not sort of like the same program airs at the same time of day every, you know, every week. Um, but people are loving the show. You know, this year we, we in addition to the usual how-to stuff I do, we did field trips. And uh, we went to some of my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles and Southern California. Uh, there's one segment that we take with me sitting on a wide-use steer at the Fest Parker Ranch in uh, in uh the Asante Nez Valley, and I think people really love to see kind of another side of, uh, of Reichland's world of grilling. So you're leaving out of Topeka, headed to, uh, was it Kansas City that you said? Can yeah, Kansas City. This is my last week of my book tour, and it's uh, a fairly punishing schedule like they all are, but I'm in Topeka tonight, Kansas City tomorrow, Chicago for a few days, Ooh. and then uh, Fort Wayne, and then uh, Toronto, 
Wow. And then I finally get to sleep back in my own bed on Tuesday night. Wow, that's uh, certainly an extensive amount of travel and a condensed schedule, no doubt about it. So as you are on the road, I mean, as you look back over the years, I mean, you've been around the country, and of course you've been around the world, but when you're here domestically, do you find yourself running a balance of, let's say, maybe you're at a city that you have been to a number of times. Do you go to old favorites uh, time after time, or do you enjoy trying to find those hidden gems or, or mixing in a new place in cities that you've been before? You know what? Uh, I'm not an old favorite guy. I'm always looking for new things, uh, so I really don't go back. The only place I go back to old favorites is Baltimore. Uh, because Maryland steamed crabs are my favorite food in the whole world. So I always try and go back and have steamed crabs. But uh, aside from that, I'm always trying new places. Have there been any unique finds or kind of real revelations or surprises as you've been out on the road so far that you would like to go back to immediately if you could? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Portland, <laughs> Oregon. I think I've done my best eating so far in Portland, really? Oregon. Wow. And I... Yeah, and I went, oh, well, not really. I mean, you know, Portland quietly is the, you know, it's the local war capital of, uh, of the country. The food is amazing. I think my first night was at a Russian restaurant where I had this incredible smoked fish platter and, you know, the vodka flowed like water. Then the next day I went to this new uh, ramen and rabatayaki bar uh, where the grilled food was so – they. They kind of specialize in grilled vegetables. And it gave me, I've been thinking about doing a vegetarian book. Now, I know probably everybody's going to turn <laughs> off their radio just hearing that. But uh, this, this, if I wind up doing it, it was this lunch that, that kind of was the turning point. Because it wasn't like just trying to make food without meat. It was like celebrating vegetables for their own incredibly unique textures and flavors. So that was great, and then I went to a Korean place that night, which was uh, kind of Korean fusion food, an amazing breakfast place the next morning. You know, I, I pack a lot in. When I'm in a city, even if I'm only there for 36 hours, I try and, you know, I try and get as much out of those thir 36 hours as I can. All right, so I don't want to stem off too far here, but you're headed to Kansas City. And I was there last year. Are you going to be doing some kind of a like a dinner fundraiser, or are you going to be pretty free for dinner? I'm I'm setting up for no, a no, suggestion no, I'm, here. I'm actually I'm I'm doing a, a fundraiser. Um, <clears throat> there's a wonderful grill and barbecue store called uh, Smoke and Fire. It's one of the best stores in the world. And uh, every year I go there and I do an event. And this year it's going to be a fundraiser for the local PBS station. <laughs> so. Uh, and that'll be tomorrow night. I don't know if anybody, any of your listeners are in Kansas City. I don't know if they still have tickets available. But it's smoke and fire, and it's a really terrific store. All right, Very so nice people. if you ever get back, I mean, certainly the barbecue is legendary out in Kansas City. I don't need to tell you yep. anything about that. You could probably go yep. to 20 different places that people you tell you. Well, you got a place for me? Uh, well, there's a place called Slaps Barbecue that I find to be absolutely yep. amazing. Um, but. Okay. That's becoming more and more of like a, a well-known name. I think it was a, hidden as a as a gem maybe a year or two ago, but Slaps is certainly – and they're a very accomplished competition team, but they do their restaurant barbecue absolutely fabulous. But I was going to make a different recommendation. There's a What's steakhouse that? that is – I think it's more you know just kind of outside of town, and it's called Anton's Steakhouse. And it's very okay. unique in the fact that half of it, 
is a butcher shop, and they bring in like uh, uh, big whole animals down once or twice a week, and they do all the butchering downstairs, and then they bring up the finished stuff to sell. But then on the other side, you have a restaurant. So you can order your steaks, and they do dry aging uh, out to maybe 30 days or so, nothing extreme. And then you can, and they'll go right across the hallway to the butchery, and they grab your steaks, and they cook them right there. I found it to be an absolutely fantastic experience. Uh, the wine uh, menu was really good, and the steak was absolutely fabulous. And you also got to choose uh, grass-started and finished beef, or you could start with grass and get grain-finished beef as well. So there was a little bit of a, of a choice there, too. So if you ever get back there, Anton's is the place to go. That's for me to you. Well, I'll tell you what, shoot me an email after the show and uh, remind me of both of those places, and I'm going to try and hit both of them tomorrow. All right, absolutely. So uh, we're talking with Stephen Reichland, by the way. Uh, Stephen, let me ask you about uh, the passing of Anthony Bourdain this past Friday. Uh, he was found, uh, I guess, uh, committing suicide, uh, believe it or not, in France, and everybody kind of saw him as a rock and roll cook and somebody that was breaking rules and wasn't afraid to speak his mind, but also seemed to be having a great time bringing us this adventure of food. And I guess in certain ways, I kind of liken his journey or how he's bringing food across to what you do to a certain aspect. And I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on it. Well, I'm immensely saddened, I think, like everybody else is. I mean, I think his his shows, particularly uh, Parts Unknown, I, I thought he had just matured and leapt to a new level with Parts Unknown. Uh you know, our paths across a couple of times at food events, but I didn't, I wouldn't really say I knew him well, but I had enormous respect for him and I'm really sad for him. Uh, you know, I think I spend a lot of time on the road. I'm on the road probably four months a year, but I mean, he's a guy that's on the road nine, ten months, ten months a year. And that can be really, really hard. So, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, prayers out to his family and, you know, the fact that he, uh, Tony and then also Kate Spade. Yep. Now, admittedly, that's a little far afield from barbecue, but another woman immensely talented that just seemed to have the whole world in the palm of her hand. So uh, depression is a really terrible thing. Do you think that it's more known? Uh, we're diverging now uh, incredibly here, and I apologize, but do you think it's more well-known okay, now no, no, because no. of... It's life, man. Yeah. Be, do you think it's more well-known now, or, or we see it more now because of social media and the ability to instantly put out what's happening or do you think it's not it's not anything that is progressing more well i mean i think that no i think on the contrary uh and you know from all the news i've read statistics depression is on the rise mm -hmm. uh and i have my own theories about why that's happening and you know that i will keep to myself but i think it's a real problem and i think if anybody out there listens Listening feels depressed, you know, know you're not alone and because it's, you know, it's an illness. It's not, it shouldn't be a stigma. And, um, it's, uh, when you, when you have two people who are so immensely talented and who have given so much to the world, you know, take their own lives. That's a real tragedy. Stephen Reichlin joining me here on the show, barbecuebible.com, his website. By the way, the new book is out, Project Fire. Also, the new TV show, depending on where you're at, is either coming or out, Project Fire as well. So let me ask you, Stephen, uh, now that you have done this show for any number of years, showing up the third Tuesday of each and every month, now the centralites are starting to trickle out, and uh, you are seeing them more and more. 
Are you surprised that you're seeing fans of mine? We're kind of like uh, merging to a certain degree, if you will. Uh, fans of mine are showing up to your barbecue universities. They're showing up to your book signings and saying, hey, sign my book as uh, Barbecue Centralite. What's your take on that? I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing my event tonight, you know, and I gave a talk and I do a little slideshow on the history of barbecue. And then I was doing a book signing and a guy came up to me and said, hey, aren't you supposed to be on Barbecue Central in 10 minutes? <laughs> and I said, yeah, and I have 10 minutes, and then I'm going to be on Barbecue Central. Wow. So absolutely, yeah. But, you know, uh, Greg, you really do such a fabulous job. I don't know if people tell you that enough, but you're always prepared. You always ask smart questions. You're always kind of thinking, you know, beyond the obvious in our field. So I am not surprised at all. Well, I certainly appreciate the kind words. I think that's really cool that people are showing up and, and supporting you and kind of mentioning the show as well. Fourth uh, of July is coming up, obviously a big eating holiday, a really big live fire holiday, um, something that everybody's looking forward to each and every year. So uh, do you ha- already have a Fourth of July menu planned out? Do you like to kind of revisit some favorites? I know from a city standpoint, you'll always like to push the envelope and find new stuff. But what about for a Fourth of July menu? Well, I'll be back on Martha's Vineyard after, you know, pretty much eight weeks out on the road. And I suspect that our 4th of July is going to be seafood. I suspect it'll either be swordfish or lobster. Uh, it's, uh, and I, I, so much of my year is spent trying out new stuff and picking new ideas. And I think probably this 4th of July, I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to do some old favorites. When you're putting on a 4th of July party, or I guess any party for that matter, it's easy for the host, especially if they're going to be assuming the live fire cooking responsibilities, to kind of put themselves in a position to where they're not enjoying the party. They're schlepping around, and everybody else is having fun, but they're not. So do you have one or two tips to kind of guard against that? So not only are you providing some food, but you're also able to provide some rest and relaxation and enjoyment of your own at your party? Well, I do have some tips, but before that, I will say that there's a certain kind of person that just enjoys feeding other people. Yeah. And I think a lot of, and I'm that way. Me too. I probably am much happier. I would be much happier at the grill feeding other people than I would be as, you know, as a guest at a party. And, uh, but what I would say is if you think that syndrome is going to happen, plan your menu in such a way that, like, do a brisket, you know, that's totally forgiving, and you can have it done two hours, three hours before the party, and then just in a cooler and just slice it up. Do a huge platter of grilled vegetables that you can do that morning or even the day before. And do a couple things live fire, like right away, like one of the dishes I'm doing a lot uh, on tour and we did at barbecue university, it's Catalan grilled tomato bread. And you basically, you just grill slices of French bread and then rub them with grilled garlic and uh, cut tomato, olive oil, salt, and pepper. And you let everybody make their own. <laughs> and, uh, so that's, uh, you know, I, I always, I always wow them with something when they come in off the grill. And then I always wow them with a dessert off the grill, like those, uh, salt slab grilled chocolate brownie s'mores, that's really, we're doing a lot of that. I might do that for July 4th. That'd be fun. Since you're out on tour and you're going to be coming back here next week to convalesce a little bit, after you get your bearings back underneath you, do you have any barbecue festivals or 
live fire events that you're looking to take part in or that you would like to visit before the summer's out? Um, you know, nothing in the States. I'm doing oh. an event up in Montreal in August, uh, interestingly, with the maple syrup board. So the maple, you know, maple syrup's a big product from Quebec. And, uh, you know, my show's there in, in Quebec. So uh, what I've done is I've, I've kind of created a themed menu where every dish contains some form of maple syrup. Maple sugar, maple cream, maple syrup. And uh, so I'll be doing that. Um, the other, I mean, the other, you know, talking about no rest for the weary. So I think I told you last time I'm working on a brisket book and that is like, you know, that's becoming due time on that. And the first, the second week of uh, July, we'll be back in the Hudson Valley at the uh, photo studio shooting the photography for that book. So, you know, I got a pretty busy summer ahead. So is the brisket book, I don't, Recall if we want really in depth with it, but is oh, it going to be like? Tell you that. Is it like a hundred different ways to cook brisket, or what's the idea? Well, it's really about brisket around the world, and obviously it's barbecued brisket, but it's also about brisket indoors. Uh, everything from Vietnamese brisket, you know, beef noodle soup to uh, to Jewish brisket with uh, dried fruits that I grew up on, uh, to pastrami, to corned beef, to uh, Montreal smoked meat. Uh, to uh, Latin American uh, ropa vieja, mm. it's uh, it, it's a celebration of this incredibly iconic, beloved, uh, challenging, paradoxical piece of meat we call brisket. Is there an anticipated release date for that yet? Uh, if I had to if I had to make a guess, I would bet May first, two thousand and nineteen. Okay. So we got a little uh, little ways on that, and you're going to be heading into the photo yeah, studio I, all, here. All I got to do is finish. Uh, the recipes are all done, and I'm working on the text now. But, you know, there's a lot of storytelling with it, because even if you take something like corned beef for pastrami, you know, corned beef, corn beef. So did it really originate in Ireland? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but is it really kind of, did it take the Irish Americans in the United States to make it this sort of fetish dish? dish? Yeah, so that's there's a you know a lot of exploring to be done with that. He is heading out of Topeka and will be in Kansas City tomorrow. So if you're in town, stop by, say hi, uh, buy a book, fundraise, all that good stuff. And I will be sure, Stephen, that after the show, I send you those uh, two restaurants that we talked about here a couple minutes ago. And as always, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing it. Absolutely, grill on. There he is, Stephen Reichler from the road. That's right. How about that? All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Yummy. And what's better than hearing that my fan is at a book signing and he is giving Stephen Reichlin the countdown as to when he's going to be on the show? I mean, that is unbelievable. (laughs) Hey, Stephen, I don't want to rush you, but quickly sign my book, Loyal Centralite, hashtag Loyal Centralite, hashtag Summer of Brisket, and then jump on the phone. You got a phoner with Rempy in five. <laughs> that happened in Topeka. Maybe 40 minutes ago. How about that? He's on his way to Kansas City. Love it. Anton's is the steak place. Slaps is the barbecue place. Everybody's loving Slaps right now. It's a darling of the barbecue community. Good job, Joe Pierce. Hey, speaking of great barbecue selections, you want to go over to BigPapaSmokers.com, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Whether you're in the backyard, 
or a competition pro, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. Big Papa Smokers, known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition barbecue circuit. And in the backyard, Big Papa Smokers offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Whether you're cooking to impress the judges or grilling for family and friends, Big Papa Smokers' award-winning rubs and seasonings will not disappoint. Pick up a bottle today. Of course, you know you pair them with those simply marvelous barbecue rubs, and now you have the West Coast offense. And they have been kind of cornering the market on competitive barbecue and redefining the flavor profiles that cooks from across the country are aiming for. Big Papa's also the proud owner of award-winning Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. If you're looking for a grill... How about a versatile, easy-to-use smoker? The Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, and even offers special packages. Not a fan of pellet cookers? No problem. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast like me, looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure what you need? You can't go wrong with any of the grills or smokers featured on BigPapa.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. It's clear that they are the number one place to go for all things barbecue. Everything featured on their website. Hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Boost your barbecue skills with the help of Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store. Call them toll-free with questions, 877-828-0727, or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers. Com. Brett Galloway from the Steak Cook-Off Association coming up next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Ready to get on the air. Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James of Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all the pellet-driven cookers out there on the market. Visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. Good folks over at Cooking Pellets. Chris Becker and the gang, if you will. Thanks again to Stephen Reichlin. You know what I love about Stephen? Always willing and able to roll with the punches. I mean, we weaved and wove, and that's not even a word, like in five different directions that we didn't even kind of outline to talk about. So always appreciate his ability to flex along with the questioning. Hey, the third Tuesday of the month not only brings a visit from Stephen Reichland, but also a visit from one of the co-founders of the Steak Cook-Off Association. What's happened since last visit? What's coming up over the next handful of weeks? All questions that we will indeed be answering right now. And we race to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome back Brett Galloway. Brett, how are you, buddy? Doing great. How you doing, man? Absolutely fabulous, Brett. Always appreciate the time here this evening. 
And I know the Steak Cook-Off Association continues to, uh, for a lack of a better pun, blaze in popularity and growth and all that stuff. So uh, I guess uh, from our visit last month to this month, some of the biggest things that you have seen or uh, maybe some things that you didn't even anticipate over the last three or four weeks that have developed that you're taking part in. Well, you know, we just had our big event with PK Grills in Little Rock and had 94 teams out there. Whoa. I mean, it was it was hot. 94 teams. Everyone had a great time. Jess Piles did a class out there, and man, it was fun for everybody. What so kind of a we're, class we're is uh, what kind of a class is she putting up? Uh, she was doing a grilling class. How do you find her knowledge? I think she's sharp. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's buying in. I they like she, it. Well, I think she may have. For, she may. Uh, she's very sharp. I, I forgot the phrase I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, she's sharp. Sharp like a tack? We're throwing out bad puns all night here, the everybody. <laughs> sharp like a tack. Hot like a grill. Yeah, yeah. Well. So was that like a uh, was that a value added class for her? Like did you have to pay a little extra to do that or was it just part of the experience? Yeah, I think uh PK Girls actually brought her out and hmm. she did it at there at their factory there. So like what was your did you watch the class or take part in it? I didn't actually. I was out in Tempe, Arizona, with Sterling Smith. Oh my! We I ran a steak cook-off in a class, our first one in Arizona that weekend. Wow! So ninety-four teams at the, and this was at the PK Grills headquarters, or was it like located around there? Uh, they had it at the stadium, the football stadiums at War War something Stadium. Oh. It's a big football stadium in Little Rock. And there is everybody cooking on a PK Grill. Is that the is that the idea? No, no, this one actually this year they allowed you to cook on anything. The winner was cooking on a PK grill, Sean or a polo, but if you didn't have a grill or if you wanted to cook on a PK, they'd lend you one, but um, you could cook on anything there. Sean or Rapolo won again? Again, oh, yeah. Dude, she's on. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Brett, for the people that don't know, and the only reason that I know Sean or Rapolo is because, what's her husband's name? Is it Brian? Brian, yeah, Brian okay. Because I met Brian and he, uh, over uh, at NBBQA at that state cookoff association. That was like a two day event or whatever. And I met him first, and he was going on and on about cooking on the pit barrel. <laughs> Noah Glanville was there, and he's traded up to the pit barrel. Blah blah blah. And then, without missing a beat, he also said, "Oh, by the way, that's my wife five feet from me, and she's routinely kicking my ass right now." And she <laughs> proceeded to win that day's state cookoff event. And I know she's uh, done quite a bit of winning recently, and now a, a 94 team field, and she takes it. Like, what do you know about her? How, how kind? Of, what kind of a competitor is she? And, and what is she doing to win that you know about? Uh, she's fierce. I mean, she she came and started cooking against Brian, and I don't know if it was a challenge or what, but she started uh, beating him straight from the beginning, and hasn't looked back. I mean, she's she's sharp. Is she a, she's got a great? Is she a, a a prolific PK griller, or does she use a different cooker? Uh, she is, yeah. She cooks on a PK grill, uh, B&B charcoal, and, um, man, she's just attention to detail, I think. That's got to be it. Yeah, I mean, she's, she, sharp. she's doing it, and uh, and kind of a, a good ambassador for the sport as well, somebody that you can kind of get behind and, and root for. Not that you need her to root for. I mean, she's doing pretty well with the skill set that she's got uh, and, and seeing a lot of success there. Well, she won the female cooker of the year last year in SCA, but I was almost embarrassed because she's she's one of the best cookers, period, whether she's a man or a female. She's just a great cook. 
So has she then qualified for the world championships that are going to be held a little bit later in the year? Yes, sir. She's qualified for and she, 94 others so She far. has to be one of the odds-on favors just coming right out of the gate considering how well she's been cooking over the extended period of time. She has. and Well, there's a guy, Terry Roan. I just did a double this weekend in Bearden, Arkansas, which was two events in one day. Mm. Terry won the week before in Perry, Oklahoma. Then he won the double. Really? He's the first yeah, he's the first guy to win three events in a row. Wow. And the double had different judges in both events. I mean a guy I mean just the good ones rise to the top and he did that day. When you look back at that PK grill event, I know you weren't there, you were in Tempe, but do you have mm-hmm. an idea of what percentage of cookers were using a PK product versus something else? I would guess it was ninety five percent PKs. I mean there's guys wouldn't old vintage PKs out there, guys with the 360 with the classics. I mean, I was there the year before and it was, it was awesome. Just looking at all the different grills, people had old ones on display to look at. It was kind of neat for, I'm a a grill nerd. So do you find that there is a movement? If, so if you're a PK fan and that's what you're using, and I would say by and large, you can back me up or tell me I'm full of it here with my statement when I'm done saying it, but I would say, by and large, the the favorite grill of the SEA would be a PK grill, whether it's the traditional or the 360. Do you find that the traditional PK 360, uh, 3K, jeez, oh the traditional the grill is more popular than the PK 360? I'd say the the classic is the traditional mm-hmm. one because it's you can fold the you know you can fold the two pieces together and put them inside the the rack and it's very portable that's what pk is portable kitchen so the guys can travel with it a lot you know somewhat easier than the pk 360 or weber all right so terry rowan wins the the double that was at the event you were at right yes sir all right so tell me a little bit about that day i mean what's it like putting on an event where you're actually turning around two contests in the same day uh, from a logistics standpoint and Filling judges' bodies, uh, you know, asses and seats. You got to make sure that you got new judges and all that stuff. Yeah. What kind of a challenge is that for you? Well, it was made a lot easier by my wife that uh, helped run the judging, and then the promoters, uh, Jeremy and Stephanie at the event. They did a great job and had a great venue, good place for us to judge. And really, I hardly left the judge area. I walked around, thanked all the teams once, but you know, you got two steak turn-ins and a pizza category. I mean, we really had to focus on what we were doing, and you know the teams deserved it. And it was a great event, and it was uh, awesome to watch one guy win them both. I didn't think we would see that. What can you tell me about the new partnership with the Australia slash New Zealand, or was it called the ABA partnership? Mm-hmm. The uh, Australasian Barbecue Alliance. We've got an exclusive deal with them to run SCA events in Australia and New Zealand. So, hmm. you know, this year I think we've had seven, seven or eight events, seven events, I believe, in Australia, New Zealand, and we've already got 10 more coming for next year. So it looks like 20 to 25 in that region, which is unbelievable. Wow. And these guys are just like us. I mean, they love to have a great time. They, you know, they take it seriously, but they also have a great time while they're there. So I think it's a great fit and we're proud to be uh, partners with them over there. Well, I think that's kind of where the SCA has continued to to carve out a niche. I mean, certainly we could nitpick and say, oh, well, everybody's using the same stuff, sure. and you got to have this, and you have that. I mean, we can do that all day yeah. long if we want to. But there does seem to be a fostering of fun and family 
and not having to spend a crap load of money for very little return. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. It's very little investment. You don't have to have motorhomes and $25,000 cookers or anything like that. And if you win the steak cook-off for that weekend, you'd go home with 1000 bucks on a 200 or $250 investment, right? Uh, yeah, it's buck fifty to get in, hundred and fifty dollars, and and there's guys that win on every kind of grill. We've had guys, you know, Weber's win, the PKs win. There's a challenge right now to win on a Rectech. First guy's gonna win that wins on a Rectech will win five hundred. Auto Wild's got a thousand added if you win the first guy to win on an Auto Wild. So, hmm. there, you can cook on any fire heat source, and we've got guys that compete on a gas grill and had a guy that won on a gas grill. If you can cook, you can cook. No doubt. Uh, Brett, what can you tell me about some of the key or highlight items coming up here over the next couple of weeks? Well, I, I was taking a look at that when you asked, when you uh, emailed me. And 4th of July weekend, when we started this thing, there was a nine steak cookoffs in the country five years ago. <laughs> and 4th uh, of July, we have nine. Of, nine. Uh, the 4th of July weekend, we have nine events spanning over seven states and two countries. So it's a big weekend. In Edinburgh, Texas, which is our largest event at 128 teams. Wow. I mean, they're in Shreveport, Louisiana, Groveland, Florida, Linden, Washington. I mean, they're, they're spread out, but it's a great family weekend and a great time for us to come out there and prove that you're the king of the cul-de-sac, cook great steak, spend some time with the family, and watch some fireworks. It does have to be gratifying, Brett, to go from five years ago where you had nine total events to just July 4th weekend having nine events all on its own spanning different uh, spanning a number of different countries that's got to be great no it, it's awesome we I mean I, I was a competitor five years ago there was when there was nine uh, we started it the following year and we had 19 but I'm you know I'm not really worried about those numbers it's more you know the atmosphere we've created and the fun that people are having and I have just as much fun as the cookers going to these events I love it we're in small town America, and we had about twenty of the teams stayed and watched the fireworks this weekend in Bidden. and it was just neat to see everyone just relaxing, enjoying it together. So, a couple minutes ago, you were talking about how the Australasian Barbecue uh, Association is really uh, taking a hold of the SCA and bringing it out to their part. What about a Bahamas event that's happening? Oh man, we are uh, February twenty first through twenty fourth. We're Grill Greats is having an event called Grill Great in Paradise. Mm. I don't know if you remember last year they did it with Meathead. Um, Meathead, yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, we're going to do it with them this year. We're going to run a steak cook-off on Friday. And uh, you know, just coincides with my 50th birthday. It might be a mess, mm. but it's going. <laughs> we're going to have fun. Um, it, we've already got teams, more teams signed up than we expected. Mm. Um, we just released it about a week ago. But the big thing with that event, is our points champion is going to get a trip for two to the Bahamas. Pelican is throwing in a luggage set for him, like an $800 luggage set. They get a huge cooler. I mean, it's a big prize for our points guy. How do, you, how, how do you sign up for that? Uh, you can go to our website, steakcookoffs.com, or you can get, go to GrillGrate's uh, website. It's GrillGrate.com. So last year for the meathead thing, there was some, you know, days of cooking and some classes and, you know, things mm -hmm. like this, meet and greet. Is it like a similar format or are you just getting down there um, one day, cooking the next day, leaving the day after that? 
now it's going to be the same format. It's a multi-day deal. You're in, um, they have a little package with grow grades. It'll include uh, two lunches, two dinners. There'll be um, a band playing one night, Dancing Under the Stars. Mm. We're going to have the cook-off, cook for the community. And I think it even includes like a trip out on a, on a boat that takes you out to the island where the pigs swim. Oh, right. The swimming pigs in the Bahamas, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they swim in Ohio, but I'm not sure. Uh, trust me, Brett. I know they do that. I've seen <laughs> some pigs swim in Ohio. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, Brett Galloway You're joining me. That. That's right. Thank you for the setup. Uh, one of the co-founders of the Steak Cook-Off Association. Uh, Brett, real quick, you know, uh, as I was saying in the open of the show, imitation is the mm-hmm. sincerest form of flattery. Do you know anything about the American Competitive Steak Association or something along these lines? I think it's actually based out of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I had a couple guys send me a link to it this weekend, just tell me about it. And honestly, the more people cook and steak, the better for us. I mean, in the end, you know, we're all trying to have fun out there. We want to spend time with our families. And, you know, at our events, when we're done, there's there's a finish line. After you win an event, you're not finished. You can still go to the World Food Championships. You can come to our World Championship, win $10,000, win trips to the Bahamas, things like that. So we're going to just focus on our teams, our judges, and the communities we're in and continue to have a good time. That's a great. I wish the best. That's a great business way to say that, but in reality, I mean, we want to kick the shit right out of them, right? Let's be honest. We want to dominate the state <laughs> no. cook-off association, uh, all that stuff. We want to be number one. Well, th- there's other people that are trying to too, so I- I'm not. You know, we're just focused on what we do. All I'm right. not worried about that. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Brett Galloway joining me here <laughs> on the show. The website steakcookoffs.com. If you're interested in that Bahamas event that he had just mentioned, head on over. to Staycookoffs.com. Sign up for it, and otherwise you will see him traveling around the country and perhaps the world chasing down these Stay Cookoff events. Brett, always appreciate the time, and we will look for you again next month. Thanks, buddy. Have you a got great it. Weekend. There he is, Brett Galloway. Bye. Absolutely. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Mm-mm-mm. Yummy. Look, I appreciate the uh, professionalism that he is trying to impart on saying, hey, I'm just staying in my lane. We're focusing on what we're doing. You know, I'm not going to speak for Brett, but I'm going to speak for Brett. (laughs) He wants to be reigning supreme. I think the numbers speak for themselves. And now, as I had said before, people want to get on that gravy train. If it is a gravy train. People just want to get in that field. Can anybody tell me anything about it? That might be the only thing that's kind of uh, holding you back. Nobody has any information or a lot of information on competing steak, competitive steak associations. I mean, they're, it's kind of like Kleenex. You just call everything FCA. You might want to get Kleenex out when somebody buys you the brand new Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill because you're going to be so happy. They've always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy, and it can be with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. That's because the Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. 
If you have any questions, you call them before you order, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or you can visit the website, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. All right, we'll be back to wrap the first hour of the show. Look ahead to the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back. Name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. And this close segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. You can just talk to them. Alexa, what's the temperature of my beef? And they'll tell you. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232 today. Looking to have Steve Conrad on here shortly. See what's happening with the guys at Fireboard. Love it. Really, if you're looking for a... uh, remote thermometer system that can read up to six different temperature you can load it out with six different probes ambient probes meat probes very nice great technology and again cloud-based wi-fi or bluetooth bluetooth doesn't have quite the range that the wi-fi does but hey whatever you like load it out i think it also comes with a power draft fan as well if you want to get into that stuff Thanks again to Brett Galloway from Stay Cookoff, staycookoffs.com. If you want to sign up for that Bahamas event that he had mentioned. It was Meathead in Paradise last year. Now it's Steak Grill Grates in Paradise. I will not be going to that. I will not be going to that. Andrew, you are not. That's right. Thank you, Andrew. Poor kid. Again, that's steakcookoffs.com and sign up for the Meathead in Paradise if you want. And I have to re mention. Uh, uh, oh, Shauna on a big win last week. Shauna Rapolo. I had her on uh, after we got back from the National Barbecue and Grilling Association, if you remember that, because she won the steak cook-off there. Very humble, unassuming, can cook a steak better than pretty much anybody out there in the country right now. Maybe holding short of Terry Roan, who's won three steak cook-off events in a row. Two separate ones in one day. How about that? All right, we will reload for the second hour. The call-in number, if you want to take part in the giveaways towards the end of the show, 216-220-0966, or email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. We'll reset the first hour if you missed it and talk about what's happening next hour coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks.